Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and let's start by taking a look at what's new in industrial automation. First up is a, an, a press release, a announcement from Allied Electronics and Automation. They're rebranding as RS. Now, we kind of saw this coming based on what they were talking about and what they were doing. But uh, still, you know, I remember Allied Electronics from, well, what, 30 plus years ago when I got into this business. There was Allied, there was Newark, there was DigiKey, and, you know, from the early 90s. And I really thought it was wise that they changed their name to Allied Electronics and Automation because they carry so much automation stuff. And, you know, I only recently became aware of the fact that they had an RS brand of products. Um, I was looking at push buttons, and I think they were made in uh, the UK. So in any case, uh, starting today, they are now rebranded RS. Let us know what you think. Wise move, undecided, or um, do you think the old name was better? Um, love to hear your thoughts. With that, we'll go on to our next article here. And this is a press release from Leviton about five new fiber connectivity systems they've just launched. So this press release isn't really that uh, visual, so I wanted to go to the actual page that shows us their different product lines. Now, I know in a lot of existing facilities, you're not going to add fiber, right? Unless you're redoing your whole network. But a lot of new facilities do go fiber, especially for the backbones, or especially between buildings, or especially when you're redoing a water wastewater facility, fiber is very important. So I saw that this came out, and I'm like, this is some interesting stuff, and I wanted to share it with you. Next up, we have a new article from RTA. Um, RTA has been a real friend of the show and the site. They've sent us in a couple of pieces of hardware. I think the latest is right behind me. It's their MQTT device. If you haven't seen that video, that's where I learned how to use MQTT and set up a system here inside the studio and tested it out with a, I believe I tested it out with a Rockwell PLC. And uh, today they have a new article about three reasons to love EtherCAT. And it's a kind of a, a fun article, I thought it was, but really the main three reasons are flexibility, costs and device profiles. If you're looking to learn more about EtherCAT, I also have a complete uh, podcast episode with the guys at Bill Weeman on EtherCAT as well. So, uh, but if you're interested in EtherCAT, uh, check this article out. And uh, with that, our featured product of today, our product spotlight is VUSC Basics. Now, VUSC Basics is my course on how to use Factory Talk View Studio Enterprise in uh, VUSC. And I do a standalone or a station system. And, um, you know, I, I've really enjoyed using Factor Talk View since it came out. I had originally, uh, you know, went back when I got started in the early 90s, in 1990, you know, I didn't, you know, I struggled with Advisor PC. So when, when Intelligent View came out and then when um, what was going to be uh, Control View for Windows turned out to be uh, RS View, you know, I really decided to become an expert in it and a huge fan of RS View, RS View 32. And so with when um, this was actually RSView Site Edition when it first came out, then it was renamed Factor Talk View Site Edition. You know, I just really enjoyed becoming an expert at it and getting certified in it and, you know, just working with people. And so I tried to pour all my experience and the best practices into this course. Now, I do plan on redoing this course and expanding it, okay? But um, that probably won't happen this year because I really want to get to the Panel View Plus first and other HMIs in the fall. So um, in any case, if you do purchase it and you go through it now, you'll get any expansion or any uh, new addition completely free of charge. So um, I really want to add the server client system into it. 
because uh, even though we, you have to set up a client to connect to the uh, to the standalone, I'd like to do a distributed architecture, share what I know about setting up distributed applications, look at some of the newest uh, literature that's come out about that, recommendations, and set one up as part of an extended version of this course. But in any case, this is our featured product of today, and you'll find it over at theautomationschool.com. Uh, next up, we have our publication crawl, and today I'm featuring a new manual from uh, Siemens. It's the Somatic RTLS uh, system. And, um, you know, this reminded me, I had a whole podcast with these folks a year or two ago, and it's really interesting stuff. If you need to know where something is, whether it be a pallet or it be a person, this system can do it. And they even have these uh, cool things where you can, you know, get an alert if somebody gets clo uh, too close to somebody else, maybe they're not social distancing, or if uh, somebody gets too close to a restricted area, maybe you have a guest pass that's not supposed to be going uh, in, let's say, on the plant floor. So um, very interesting stuff. That was a great podcast we did a year or two ago. And uh, this, uh, this new manual reminded me of that. And then we also have a new uh, publication from the good folks over at Omron. And this is barcode readers that also do onboard verification to tell you if the barcode printed you know, clearly, there's no smudges and whatnot. Now this verification system does require a PC to run the software that does actually the brute force part of the verification, but the printer is all the hardware you need. And I just thought this was cool. I know these are needed in some applications. And so I wanted to share this new document with you. Next up, we have a new document from Fisher. And uh, this is on their 4200 electronic positioning transmitters. And if you have a big process installation, you'll have lots of these. So I wanted to share that with you. And today in our featured audio video file is a file I released last night on the automation blog and on our other video uh, hosting sites. And uh, this is uh, a snippet out of a previous morning show, a Q&A section where I talked about uh, a, a user who, whose panel view was coming up and says it can't find the MER file. So I split this off as a separate uh, snippet, Q&A snippet, and uh, if you uh, either didn't catch it before or you want to share it with somebody, it's now its own standalone little video. Next up, we have events, and we get a couple of events that might be interesting to you. Unitronics has a new VFD communications to PLCs uh, webinar coming up on February 15th at 10 a.m. Eastern. And MDT has a new... Uh, cybersecurity webinar coming up on February 23rd at 10 a.m. Eastern. And this got me thinking, wouldn't it be great if we get some sponsors for the show so we could put the calendar together? So every time we find one of these events, we put it on an automate.news calendar of events so you can see everything that's coming up. I thought that would be awesome. We'll need to get some additional staff here to do that, but that's one of the cool features that, um, that just came to mind that would be great if you knew, not the salesy, but the, really the product technical stuff, right? We don't want the 10,000 foot. There's sites that do that. We want the six foot level, you know, we want our five foot level. We want, you know, the eye level stuff that talks about, you know, stuff that you can actually put into practice today. So with that, let's go on to our next story here. And this gets to our tech tip slash Q&A. Um, I saw on a forum post uh, yesterday that somebody was asking, can Factory Talk view machine edition graphics be brought into Factory Talk uh, View SE. And I was surprised because since version one, it's been able to do that. As a matter of fact, before Factory Talk View, back when it was Iris View Enterprise, before that was even 
release. There was this whole concept of view anywhere. I get some all the view anywhere flyers and data disks and product launchers. And the whole idea was design a project once and de deploy it anywhere. Small screen, SCADA system, that was a view anywhere. Well, something happened between the marketing and the final product. And it turned out that the view anywhere turned out to be you can develop it in view machine edition and migrate it to view site edition. That's always worked. A couple other things too. View Machine Edition has always been able to import Panel Builder E, Panel Builder 32 projects. And uh, View Site Edition has also always been able to import not only Machine Edition, but RSView 32 projects. And uh, originally, not a lot of people did that because Factor Talk View, the graphics were very slow. View 32, on the other hand, the graphics were extremely fast. As a matter of fact, it was so fast that I actually developed Space Invaders instead of View 32. And uh, a great bottling demo, which Rockwell happened to borrow for about a decade. Kind of surprised me when I saw it at Automation Fair back in the mid-2000s. But um, bad Rockwell. You should not borrow things without asking. In any case, I digress. So what I want to do today is I want to show you how to use Factory Talk View SE to import Factory Talk View ME projects. It's super easy. Better than the been in the product since day one and uh, so let me see if I can't switch over to my VMware and you can see I got uh, factory talk view up but let's see here I want to go over to his machine edition and what I have open is this is one of the original demos it's the objects five screen demo this is designed so that you have a sample project you can use with the demo so if you get a temporary activation or if you had one of the old demo discs the CDs um, what would happen is the demo version of Studio will run with, uh, there's no tag limit because there's no tags needed. So it would run with up to five screens for up to two hours. So screens being graphic displays. And um, so that, I've opened that one up and I actually have it running here. I'll Alt-Tab over to it and here you can see the runtime running. Now this will only run for a couple hours before it shuts down. And uh, so I want to go through here and just kind of show you how things work. Now you're going to notice a slight delay here. Unfortunately... Um, a lot of the uh, displays in this uh, example are set to a one-second update. You never want to set. This is one of the things I teach my students in both my courses on the PanelView Plus and VOSC. You never want to set them to one second. That's way too slow. But I did want to give you an idea of how these uh, demo screens work before we go ahead and import it into Factory Talk View SE. So um, you can just see what's going on there. Now, something I had forgotten when I did my trial run on this is that before I import this project into Factory Talk View SE, I got to close down the runtime. And I'm just going to close down the project too, just in case. So let me go ahead and do that here. And I'll do that here. And I already have Factory Talk View Studio open in the background. And I will choose View SE, standalone, station, continue. And this text is pretty small, so I'm going to put on my cheaters. And we're going to choose new and here i'm going to name the application att005 because this is a fifth tech tip and i'm going to choose input here and now when i do that i get this warning about some older versions i'm going to click ok and then next we'll see that i have different options to bring in so i could do an rsv32 project i could do a file folder of an me project like if they hadn't backed it up as an apa and then restored it they only had the folder I can actually do the ME application if I have the application, if I developed it on this system, or if I uh, restored an APA or MER here. And then the final option down here is if I have a file folder of supervisory edition. Now, you can also use the application manager to copy or duplicate 
your SE uh, project. So that would be better if you actually had the actual project itself and not just a file folder full of files. So with that, let's go ahead and click on application and next. And I'm going to click on the object five screen demo and click on next. And now if I hadn't closed the runtime, this is where I get an error that I can't access the tags. So I have to have that closed. I um, also closed Effect Talk View Studio so there was no conflicts. So um, that application is completely closed and now it's being imported into View SE. And it's actually going to look pretty good. And um, that was by design back to the first, very first version of the software. This feature was in it. So what I'm going to do here is speed up the video a little bit. Okay, so that, that's done. Let's look at the displays here inside of Factory Talk View SE. And yeah, they look pretty much the same. Now I know numeric inputs are quite different in Factory Talk View SE. And uh, that's one of the big places you'll see a difference. The coloring is handled on a display basis, not on an object basis. So that's one of the things I always noticed. Um, and again, as we talked about earlier, there are some new features in ME that didn't uh, immediately show up in SE. So depending on what version you're running, some things may not come in. But overall, everything comes in great. Now, I also believe, if memory serves me correctly, that if you um, open up an ME project, you can drag stuff from that ME project to SE. You don't have to do a complete import. So we'll choose the Instant Fizz product and uh, open that up and see if we can copy and paste things from that into SE. Okay, so let me use this feature here to split them. Excellent. Okay, now let's try some drag and drop here. So I have this uh, security screen here. Whoop, it's a little pop-up. So let me grab this uh, security screen here and I'll drag it over. Will it let me drop it? Well, it's saying it's not. Let me drop it anyways. Oh, and it went in. Look at that. Okay. Oh, no images. Right? Because I didn't bring in the images. So even though it gives you that international symbol for can't do it, it still works, which is very interesting. Here's a filling screen here. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is my filler. So um, they've modified it slightly, but some of these original graphics are mine. So let's go ahead and take that filling screen and drop it over here. And yeah, it came in. Okay, and you can see again, let me go full screen with this guy here. You can see that uh, my retrofitted filler that Rock was using in their demo stew, you see the graphic that was in the background is not there because we hadn't brought that into SE. Okay, so you, I believe you can bring those in too. Let's see if we can do this again. Go to not global objects. I wanted to go to images. And uh, this is a machine edition image of a drive. So we'll bring it, see if it'll come into here. And yep, it does. Okay. So just so you know, this is site edition. And this is machine edition. So even though you get that symbol that says you can't do it, you can drag and drop as well as import an entire project. And these features, my memory tells me this goes back to day one. So I was, again, a little surprised when I saw that posting, but I thought it was a good opportunity to uh, create a tech tip on that feature of Factory Talk View Studio, Machine Edition and Site Edition. And with that, let's go ahead and move on with the morning show here. The next thing we have 
in our list is our community corner. And if today is your birthday, I want to wish you a very happy birthday. And um, if you're connected with me on LinkedIn and have your birthday in your profile, then you show up on my birthday celebrations list. And I want to wish all my connections a very happy birthday, including Andre and Paul and Rick, Wellison, Rambabu, Jacob, Negan, Jim, Tony, Carlos, and Felipe. So happy birthday to my connections. Feel free to connect with me. I connect with anybody in industrial automation. And with that, our next section is automation.locals.com. That's our community site. That's where you can support the show optionally or you can follow for free. If you do support us starting at one cup of coffee a month, then you can post questions, you can post answers, you can send me messages and whatnot. And after that, I like to remind folks that if you think I missed something, you can send me a news tip. I also want to thank Jim who wrote in and sent me a news tip. Thank you very much. He's uh, sending some very kind words and also some news tips. And uh, you can also, if you know a vendor or work for a vendor, please talk to your folks about uh, sponsoring the show. Um, I just updated the sponsor sheet. I haven't added the new product, sponsoring products and levels for the morning show yet, but I hope to get that done uh, one night this week. But um, there's all kinds of ways you can sponsor our efforts here. We have some open positions we want to fill so that we can bring you, our audience, even more great stuff every week. And after that, I like to remind you that all of the links from today's show, you will find at automate.news and uh, you can see them all right here. And uh, our sponsors will get these ad spots as well. So with that, I just want to thank you all for taking time out of your busy day to spend a little time with us and uh, talk about what's new in industrial automation today. And I want to wish you all a very safe, happy, and healthy week. And until next time, my friends, peace.